different songs. whirlwind um we've had we just every time we record five seconds later there's a thousand other things to talk about and not only that we realize that we have many mistakes oh god <laughs> um so if you hear anything that we mess up on please tell us cause... that we fuck up on i mean it's just it's all in fun and games at the end of the day yeah that's cool how's your day going sid it's good yeah I'm just working my cute little butt off but away ugh. Yeah. Love that, though. Work. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What, there's So, where we left off last week. Yes. That same day, Friday, a ton of new music was released. That is correct. How can we even, you know, rec- like, re- I'm going to say rate. How can we even review it all? We can't. There's no way. That's true. I mean... Like, I haven't had a second to listen to the Lumineers album, even though I really want to. No, me neither. Friend of the Pot of Rachel will be very disappointed in me. Ooh. I'm sure she's uh, exactly one room over listening <laughs> to it right now. Yeah. I mean, what do you want to start with? Um, I mean, do you want to do some of the new music that we've... Yeah. So, oh, what's the... What's the new one with Miley and oh, don't Ari and Angel. Lana? Yeah, I love it. I didn't, so I like Lana Del Rey, but I just like her as a person. I'm not a big fan of her music because I just, I think you have to be like in that place to listen to her and I just haven't found myself there yet. You've never been that sad? Well, I have, but I listen to other music, so I haven't been there quite yet, but her, where she comes in in the third verse of Don't Call Me Angel, I chills every time. She's just, like, deep, dark, and I'm like, in this, I love it. So She's just doing everything with her new album. That reminds me of my correction that I never did last week. Mm-hmm. Um, my song of the week, like, two weeks ago, I guess now, yes. was Looking for America, which I said was off of her album that just came out, Norman fucking Rockwell. <laughs> it is not on that album at all, which I no. guess I didn't realize, but she released it around the same time, so... I'll still count it, but it's not on the album. The album is still amazing. Um, shout out Cinnamon Girl. Shout out Venice Bitch. <laughs> Some of my faves, besides the whole goddamn thing. But I mean, also, speaking of corrections, um, when I said to Sydney last week, this or that, I said music for cars or self-titled. Music for By cars. Yeah. <laughs> Does, music for cars. Yeah. Not now. No. Sorry, fans. <laughs> I didn't um, realize it either. So I def- What did you mean? <laughs> I meant... Oh, God. Now I can't. I See, like it when you thank sleep, you. but you are so beautiful yet so unaware. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'm really bad at memory things. That's okay. But That's we're fine. this week. We music, knew. I knew what you meant. That's what matters. And you, yeah, we pulled it out, but nobody else caught us out. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to start with my love, my one true love, Hobo Johnson. He put okay. out the fall of Hobo Johnson. Um, it's not the fall of him by any means. I think the album was great. I will say there's a f- yeah, there was a few songs that I really were like, uh, it's going to take a second for me to listen to, but I'm going to read you two of my favorite lyrics off of <laughs> oh, the whole record. Okay. Well, this is so, gonna get good. <laughs> um, number one, 
I really want a dog. Wow, where the, where's the applause? Like that that that's that line deserves it all. That okay. Is. Line sure. number two. Um so that was off his song I Want a Dog. Oh <laughs> that's next a lyrical one. genius right there. Oh uh, he is, thank you. Grammy Award winning. <laughs> um so the next one is <clears throat> You Make My Ruby Tuesday. Tastes like Benny Hanna. Wow. Wow, that, that one's good. I like that's that. That's a good one. It's like adorable, right? That's also, awful. though, you're if who's eating at Ruby Tuesday? It's 2019. Have get taste buds, please. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, Ruby Tuesday, but that salad bar, she always looks real sad. She's real sad. Um, but that's from the song um, "Mover Awayer." So, Mover Awayer. If you want to hear more about Ruby Tuesday tasting like Benihana's, it's called Mover Awayer off of the fall of Hobo Johnson. I don't know that I've ever been to a Benihana. I've been to Benihana lookalikes. So, like, just a ran like Kobe would be one or Sakura. Is Benihana the top of the top, the cream of the crop? I think that's like the original, like, the OG. Yeah, like when people like talk about like. Hibachi. Hibachi. It's Benihana, but then there's other iterations, like, I don't know. All your locally owned. Local owned ones, yeah. But yeah, I loved it. Um, great songs. I really like I Want a Dog. Mover Away was good. Also, um, The Ode to Justin Bieber was also a good song. Oh, good lord. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's where I'm at with The Fall of Hobo Johnson. What about you? You obviously didn't listen to it. What, I what, don't. <laughs> I did not listen to that album. And I don't care. That's okay. Somebody out there cares. Thanks, Joe. So, in listening to, to New Music Friday, mm-hmm. I came across this song by a band, an artist. I don't even know how to pronounce it. It's spelled D-J-O. Okay. Like, D-J-O. Or D-J-O. Who knows? <laughs> it's all one word. Um. And then I saw it later on my Instagram and someone had put it on their story and said, everyone say, thank you, Joe Keery. And I was like, wait, Joe Keery. So I looked it up and it turns out that everyone's favorite TV mom, <laughs> Steve the Hair Harrington. Wow. Joe Keery is in a new band because he was he was in a band before. Yes. Um, called Post Animal. Um, but he left the band because of obviously filming with Stranger Things, conflicting mm-hmm. with band scheduling. And I feel like I read something somewhere that he didn't want the band to become famous and popular just because he was in it. Yeah. And that kind of sounds like a little self, like, conceited, but I get what he a means. A little bit, yeah. You know, like, you don't want the people that you're in a band with to resent you. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, But he has a new situation. I think it's just him. Hmm. Um. And the one song that was new this week is called Personal Lives. Yes. And I think she's pretty good. I enjoyed it. Sydney described it quite well, I would say. So I think it's a combination of a song that the kids from School of Rock would sing (laughs) plus ABBA. And I 100% agree. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad you agree. It's a very... I think it's like the first half is School of Rock and the second half is ABBA. Yeah. But it's just quite the interesting combination. And 
If you like Wallows, I think you'd like this song. Yeah, Ali did say that when it was playing. She said, this sounds like Wallows. So, for sure, if you like that type of style thing. So, at Noel, Noel, <laughs> you'll love it. Um, so, definitely, it was, I mean, the kids from Stranger Things, what the heck? Oh, yes, yeah. So, in case you didn't know, there are four of the main male characters in Stranger Things that are in bands. What the heck? Why don't they just have a band called the Stranger Kids? Wow. Incredible. So you have Steve Harrington, Joe Carey. Yes. You have Charlie Heaton, who's Jonathan Byers. Yes. You have Gaten Mozzarato. Mozzarella. (laughs) Gaten Mozzarella, who's Dustin. And you have Finn Wolfhard, who's Mike. And they're all in bands. What like what in the world? First of all, let's unpack that. Charlie Heaton, um, Joe Keery, okay. They're like I don't know how they're old are. Yeah, they're adults. But Gatton and um Finn, Finn? they're both like twelve. They're, I mean, they're not twelve. And but like, excuse me, but when does Finn have time? When do either of them have time? I, I don't know. I like I've seen pictures of Gatton on stage because Paramore brought them out on stage for excuse one of the excuse Yes. And it's like oh my him, God, his sister, and like a bunch of like other kids. And it's just <laughs> blowing my mind. Please tell me that Gaten Maserato's band is going to be on Parahoy next time he takes <laughs> We're going. Um, we'll be the official spot podcast sponsor of <laughs> Parahoy. Um, no, but really, at- I, I told myself I would have gone to Parahoy this year, but they didn't set sail. Didn't. And I don't think they're going to either because no. they're kind of. Haley's focusing on Good Die Young right now, which is... I would say they're on an official unofficial hiatus. Yes, good but Which sad. is sad. <sighs> anyway, well, Stranger Things, kids, wow. Um, they need to start a band together. We love everything about it except Joe Keery's bowl cut. Ugh. It, honestly, I saw a tweet that was like, your therapist telling you, Joe Keery's haircut can't hurt you. <laughs> and then just like a, just like a picture it of can. haircut. It can. It, it truly can. It like, can and it does. I will never look at him the same. No. What happened to Steve, the motherfucking hair, Harrington? He is the hair. My thing is, that hair is like part of Stranger Things. Are you t- what happens on the show? Are you he's telling me something happens on the show? He's just going to have a really bad wig. Oh, God. Um, I have to say, quick tangent about Stranger Things. Please I w- do. I went to Halloween Horror Nights recently. Oh, did you? And there's a Stranger Things house. Um, Love that. And they get lookalike or quote lookalikes. Um, and the guy who plays there's two. I think there's two Steves in the house. The first one, great, believable. The second one looked like a five year old boy dressed in a wig and a baseball bat. I was like, <laughs> what are you doing? He looked better than That's Joe. That's Nancy's back. God damn it. He looked better than Joe Curie with a bowl cut, though. Ugh. Everyone looks better than Joe Curie with a bowl cut. Yeah, sadly. What other new music you got? Um, Halsey, number yeah. one. She put out a new song. Um, Graveyard. It like I liked it. Like it was slower for her, you know. Bringing back, I guess you want to say old Halsey, maybe if you throw that idea around. But I enjoyed it. I love what she's been doing in songs recently to kind of break them up. Where, like, in this one, she does that, like, really big, weird breath. Mm-hmm. Where she's like, <gasps> she has that in, like, a couple other recent songs. Not necessarily a breath, but, like, something just kind of right in the middle that mm-hmm. breaks it up for you. And I just kind of like that format. Here's a concept. Yes. Billie Eilish, she does the, duh, do you think that maybe started a thing? I don't know, but I personally don't like bad guy as a song um 
I think it's a stupid concept. Okay, yeah. I mean, I didn't say I liked the song. Um, we haven't had time to talk about Billie Eilish, but I'm right. sure we will. Right. But that thing is, like, kind of iconic and, like, flipping through the radio stations, even the radio guys are like, and yeah, you're listening to the bad guy. Duh. And then it bops. Or even the... What's the part later in the song? I can't think of it right now. Like when it breaks down? Yeah, she's like, I like when you get mad. mad. Uh, it kind of makes me... I don't know what the lyrics are. alone. Yeah, that. Yeah. And that's another just piece of, like, part of breaking up a mm-hmm. song in a non-conventional way, I guess. Yeah. Which I just think is interesting because, I mean, Billy's obviously very popular right now mm-hmm. and people say she's, you know... I don't think she's by any means intentionally like coming for other artists, no. but she's very much overshadowing artists who do similar things. Right. So I wonder how that plays out because, I mean, if you want to lump people to put them in a box, mm-hmm. you know, Halsey and Billy have very similar. Yeah, you would put them in the same box. But Halsey's been here longer, so mm-hmm. how does that play out? My gosh, let me break out my Halsey impression. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot that you do that. <laughs> I will never do it on the pod. Sorry. <laughs> Give the people what they want, Alexandra. You know, if we hit 300 followers on Instagram, I'll do it. Okay. My terrible Halsey impression. <laughs> you want it? You got it. We you heard that, followers. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm just going to make a bunch of bot accounts. <laughs> oh my goodness, what else we got? So we have, this is like last week, but I just started listening to it. It's the new EP from Blink-182. Yes. It's called Really Wish I Hated You. Yeah, I really wish I hated you too. <laughs> That's pretty rude. Um, but I'm a big fan of Blink, big fan of older Blink. Um, I didn't like their most recent, I couldn't even tell you what the name of the album is, but it's the colored with the skeletons. Wasn't a big fan. California something? Was, I was going to say California, but I... Like, well, I know there's a song called, like, King of California on it. Um, Let's find out. But I wasn't a big fan, so it was hard for me to, like, want to listen to, like, newer Blink. Um, But um, I really enjoyed this EP. I think my favorite song off of it um, was... <clears throat> generational divide because it just gave me like old blink vibes like it starts off with those like quick beats and you're like like i don't know i just loved it a lot i would agree i really did like this ep um i don't think it was called just california we were right (laughs) oh wow go me um i really don't think blink is doing anything new with music by any means they're they have an algorithm and it works for them so they just keep (laughs) pushing out new new shit um, Mm -hmm. which is fine i mean blink's Blink's classic. Blink's good. They'll never die. But I really liked the CP, everything yeah. that was on it. I really liked Happy Days. Mm-hmm. And I really liked Dark Side. Generational Divide is good, too. It just hit... The second it started, I was like, oh, this is Blink. This is Blink. Fell in love with the girl at the bar show. That's just my goal. I listen to that song. I'm like, wow. Cannot relate. Um, what else? I feel like there's so much more. I have one kind of good one. I don't think you know this artist at all. Okay. Um, she's called Mall Rat. I have heard of the Mall Rat. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, she's an Australian singer-songwriter, and I was actually introduced to her earlier this year mm-hmm. by, uh, Friends of the Pod, Christian, and Friends of the Pod, Rachel, mm. um, to a song called Groceries okay. by Mall Rats. 
And I didn't, it was one of those things, I know we were talking about this last week, where you listen to a song, but then you don't ever look up the artist. Mm -hmm. Well, she released an EP called Driving Music, like a week ago. Okay. So I finally started listening to it, Mm -hmm. um, and more of her music. And I really like her. Um, She, the best song off of the EP, and in my personal opinion, is called Charlie. Um, And I think I kind of decided, and I obviously have not listened to all of her discography, but I like the songs where she, it's almost like she's talking more than singing. So Hobo Johnson. She, But she's not like <laughs> rapping. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I don't even know. Hobo is whining. I'm, I'm He's kidding. whining in it his music. It was a joke. <clears throat> it was a joke. Um, but yeah, really, really digging that EP right now. Have to check it out. Give it a little sneak. Please do. Is that all we got? Is that your last one? That's my last one. Yeah, I there's just there was just so much music that came out on Friday. I was overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. So Lumineers will come up soon. Um, yeah, exciting things. But what's interesting to me is th- we love Jack Antonoff. We've talked about that quite a bit. We Jack Antonoff. I swear, if you ever go back and listen to our podcast, just want you to know you're incredible. But Love you. Um, Sydney brought up a really interesting point when listening to an interview from the guys of Red Hearse. Right. So I was reading a Red Hearse interview. I was just trying to find out more about like how the three guys met because, I mean, we know Jack, but I don't really know Soundwave and I didn't really know Sam Do. Mm-hmm. So I was just trying to do my due diligence due on a band and album. <laughs> my Sam due diligence. I love that. Um, So I was reading an interview with the three of them, and one of the questions, this is, it's a Vulture interview, we'll post it on the, on the Instagram, on the Twitter, and the person interviewing asked, who's worthy of taking up space right now in, like, the music Mm -hmm. industry and music world? Um, Sam, Sam Dew, said Kendrick Lamar. Obviously. Obviously. And Jack responded and said, everything that comes out of Soundwave's world, if it has that stamp on it, you know you should listen. Mm -hmm. That reminds me of growing up, whether it was Merge Records or Sub Pop, TDE is the new Sub Pop. If I see those letters, I'm going to listen. And Sam responded and said, when I was 23, I was listening to a lot of Danger Mouse. That's when I first discovered that I had a taste based off of producers. I follow my favorite producers. (laughs) And then this for real blew my freaking mind because I've truly, like, loved Jack Antonoff for so long now. Um, And I've loved him as a singer, as a songwriter, Mm -hmm. as a producer. And I always say, like, oh, Jack's my favorite producer. But I don't – I've never done anything to look up my other favorite producers. I don't even know who else I would say would be my favorite. And Sydney told this to me and, like, my my mind exploded, too, because I was like – that makes so much sense because all of our music, like our Jack, Jack love falls into like Jack's has a sound. We listen to Taylor's new album. We're like, this is Jack. This is Jack. Why don't we like, why don't we do this before with other people? So we both have been on like a rampage of trying to figure Google. out like, yeah, Google rampage of like, shout out Wikipedia <laughs> of our producers that we like are drawn to. And it kind of like just kind of destroyed my mind because there's like four, three or four producers that I listen to. Only. That are producing everything that you like. Everything I like. It's insane. It's it like I promise you, pick your three favorite artists, and I'm like, 
if there's an like if they relate in some slight way, you're probably listening to at least one or two of the same producers. I promise. It's just crazy, like doing this research and finding producers and realizing that they've produced like your favorite records across the board of music. It's just insane. The genres, the years too, because like. You think like, oh, like producer, like within the last like two years he's produced. No, like the couple that I found like from 2008 until today, they're still producing oh, my yeah. favorite music. I mean, once you're good at it, you're good at it. And it's like, just insane. They are so underrated. <laughs> and I'm sad. Like, I just want to shout out these music producers that I've loved for so long and I didn't even know it. Yes. Um, so first off, we'll start off with, um, Red Hearse. Um, they produced their own album. <laughs> so <laughs> they didn't need wow. outside help. <laughs> wow. So two producers producing their own album and Sam do, but I don't think he is a producer, but it all makes sense. experience now. All makes so much sense. So you want me to go first? You want to go first? Um, you can, we'll do go back and forth, I guess. Okay. So my first one, the first thing I Googled was the 1975 <laughs> and I As said, who produced this? <laughs> and their first two records, which is self-titled mm-hmm. and I Like It When You Sleep, were both produced by a guy named Mike Crossy. Mm-hmm. Um, in then Googling Mike Crossy, <laughs> he produced Walk the Moon's third record, What If <sighs> Nothing, of which are just favorite albums. He produced the song The Judge by 21 Pilots. You're the judge. Oh, no. Set me free. Sorry. Which is one of the faves of Friend of the Pod, Caleb. So I'm sure he will appreciate that. <laughs> and he produced Lainey's second album, Malibu Nights. <sighs> wow. I know there's... There's more. There's a thousand yeah. more, but I'm just giving you the highlights of how it related to my music taste. Yes. And just blowing my mind. I... Wow. <laughs> Which is just insane, though, because I bet you, like, Lainey lo- wanted to have Mike Crossy mm-hmm. because they have such high- heavy 1975 influences. Yeah. That that's a dream come fought. fucking yeah. true for them. Love that. You And you never would have thought about it unless this whole thing. So, wow. Um, so, I, as soon as I, like, thought about this and Sydney and I decided we were going to talk about it, I didn't want to be repetitive. So, I looked up all my pop punk influences. There you go. Um, because Sydney and I listen to the same genre of that style, Lainey, uh, Coin, Nice Seventy Five. So I was like, she got it. <laughs> um, so got I that shit unlock. I got that shit unlock. Holla holla at me if you on my block. <laughs> oh my god. So automatically, that'll be on the playlist next week. <laughs> <laughs> automatically, I looked up All Time Low. Um, I have an All Time Low tattoo. I have always loved their music. Their new stuff isn't that good, but like, we're gonna pretend like it's great. We're gonna pretend like it's the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the first producer I found was Mike Green. Um, and we love a Mike. <laughs> we love Mike's. Two Mike. <laughs> and upon scrolling through, um, so I use the website allmusic.com and you can look up, this is not a sponsored ad, um, you can look but up. But it could be. <laughs> <laughs> you can look up your, your the producer and it says every single thing he's done. So a few for me that were big were, what are you so scared of by Tonight Alive? He did... Don't Panic by All Time Low. He did. Um, this will take you back. Do you remember the band The Wanted? He did oh, The Wanted album, God. which I loved. All Time uh, that that hurts. <laughs> that album. He did Five Seconds of Summer. Sounds good. Feels good. Ooh. Um, state champs around the world and back. He also did your their big most, state champs girl over there. Um, big state champs. 
Um, he did that album and their most recent album, Living Proof. He did Real Friends Composure, which just came out, oh, too. Oh, wow, wow. He is a big one for you. Shit. And he did Peace in the Panic by Neck Deep. So I, I was like, oh these goddamn albums i love so much thank you mike green big shout out mike green so that was my first one that i was like of course wow so what's next what's the skittily do i did another one that was a big hitter for me Mm -hmm. so first i looked up the 1975 next i looked up walk the moon duh (laughs) and i found a big one across the board tim pagnotta Yes, and I also found this guy, yep. Tim Pagnata. So big one between us both. So he did Walk the Moon's Talking is Hard. Mm-hmm. He did St. Motel's Motelevision. St. Motelevision. St. Motel's album, St. Motelevision. <laughs> He's done a lot for Neon Trees. He's done a lot for Coin. Yes. He's done a lot for um, Robert DeLong. Yes. Um, there was just so much other like little baby stuff throughout. He also produced... A song for the television show Glee. Wow, that's how and you know he's he produced. Good. Now that's what I call music. Sixty, not fifty-nine. Sixty. That's just what a well-rounded <laughs> um, career. So he also did um, the Ready Set Feel Good Now. Ooh. He's got a love like well. Oh, oh, I think he did that song. It's just says that album. Um, and he also did the band Every Avenue Picture Perfect, which was oh, such a good album for me. Um, so Sydney and I were going back and forth, and I was like, did you say Tim Pagnota? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, me, t- like, same, because we both were, like, blown, like, our minds are so blown in general about this whole subject, but also, like, how they inter intertwine themselves. He's the guy who also produced for Emily Osment and Mitchell Musso. Even better. Even better. <laughs> like, what a well-rounded career, really. I just can't get over it. Honestly, I hope you're living well out there, Tim Pagnota. We love you, Tim. Um, so my other big one um, is Matt Squire. And as we know, I love the state of Maryland. Ugh. And Matt Squire is from Maryland, and he has his own studio in Maryland. And Where? It's in... Um, From what I know, it's, like, in College Park, which is maybe 20 minutes from my house. Oh, wow. Um, So, the biggest things... I'm just gonna... I'm gonna go on a tan... Like, I'm just gonna rant a bunch, because there's a lot that we're all gonna recognize, and I think we all just need to, like, thank Matt Squire for a second. Um, Streets of Gold, 303. Dirty Work, Nothing Personal, and So Right It's Wrong by All Time Low. (laughs) Yours Truly, Ariana Grande. Ooh. Windows Down, Big Time Rush. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, self-titled, Boys Like Girls, Cute Is What We Aim For, The Same Old Blood Rush oh With A New God. Touch, um, Good Sh- Good Charlotte, Who Are Also From Maryland, Cardiology, um, Plain White Tees, Parallel Universe, Panic at the Disco, <gasps> A Fever You Can't Sweat Out, Oh My God, um, Sybil Plan, Get Your Heart On, um, Oh My God, I'm losing my breath, I'm just so excited, um, he did Can't Stop, Won't Stop by The Main, which is one of my favorite albums by them, and their most recent, You Are Okay, which... I just did an Italian kiss with my hand. Italian finger kiss. It's so good. Um, and then he also did uh, Under Oath, Erase Me, The Used. This I could go on on and on. Um, but he also did, here's a big one, guys, Starstruck by 303 featuring Katy Perry. <laughs> um, and fi- last but not, very not least, One Direction, Up All Night. Holy shit. So, Wow. 
Matt Squire. What is... Matt Squire, I just... He's living our dream right now. I want to thank you. (laughs) From the bottom of our heart. For all of that you've done. And thank you for being a great resident of the state of Maryland. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. That's going to be the highlight. At Matt Squire. Tag. Is is that going to be the name of this episode? (laughs) Good lord. Oh my god. Wow. I'm done talking about Matt Squire now. (laughs) Okay. I got another one for you. Okay. Give it to me. A guy named Jackknife Lee. Okay. I hope I know him. I'm sure I do. So he did Snow Patrol's album, (gasps) Eyes Open. If I lay here, if I just lay here. Um, So we got that. He did the Red Album by Weezer. Okay. He did Two Door Cinema Club's last three albums. Wow. I'm a big Two Door girl. So he did Beacon, mm-hmm. he did Game Show, and he did their um, latest release, False Alarm. Okay. Let's switch genre gears here. Ooh. He did L. King's a debut album, Love Stuff. Okay, X's and O's. X's and O's. She had, I've seen her in concert. She's got like a one of those like raspy, like, soulful voices i really like her do you know who her dad is no i don't rob schneider oh my god <laughs> from the adam sandler movies what <laughs> oh my god sydney oh what is life i don't even know you anymore. didn't know that oh. no why would i know that oh it's so random anyway <laughs> sorry i just need to give you that nugget of knowledge i don't like that i know that <laughs> <laughs> um he did the killer's last album wonderful wonderful mm-hmm. and I think kind of the creme de la crop here. He produced the song The Last Time by Taylor Swift featuring Gary Lightbody. What if I told you I've never... Are you serious? I don't know what you're talking about. It's off of Red. Okay, I know Red was your favorite album, but... No, but I'm I'm just trying to give you context. I didn't really listen to that album. I don't know what to tell you. I know, I'm it's sorry. It's such a good song. I'll, I will listen to it, I promise. It's almost fall-ish time, and Red is the perfect fall album. You know what song I know off of Red? Red? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know more than I that. I know, I know more than that. I just can't think of them. I think the last time was on the deluxe version. That's probably Because you know why. how she's you've done that with the last like couple albums mm-hmm. where she releases the deluxe that has two or three extra songs mm-hmm. that she never turns into singles, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, nobody She knows. didn't do that with this album, which was kind of surprising. Because hmm. there's 18 songs. That's not normal for her. Hmm. Or is it 17, 18? I think it was, eight, it was 18. She's normally a 13 bitch. You know oh, that? right. Yeah, so lucky that's number. her fave number. Lucky number. Same. I don't do odd numbers. Oof. Wow. And we, there was another one that we kind of both agreed on at the end, mm-hmm. um, Joel Little. Yes, Joel Little. I have screenshots, sorry. No, you good. Um, I had one more, but it's a small one. Oh, wait, I had, I had two more. I'm an idiot. Go for it. You um, go before we do Joel. Okay. And then we'll do Joel together. Cool. Um, so first off was Ryan Tedder. Ryan Tedder is a solo artist, but I don't think people realize like he's done so much more than that. Um, he recently did producing and, like, also played on some songs of Happiness Begins off of Jonas Brothers' newest oh. album. He did Logic's um, newest record. He's done Ed Sheeran's um, Divide um, and Adele 25. Those were, like, the biggest ones for me that were, like, phew, wow. Love, love you, Ryan Tedder. I know a few of the songs, so. 
And Joel Little. Yes. So he did a lot for Lord. Yes. And Sam Smith. And Taylor Swift. And Khalid. And Jonas Brothers. And Shawn Mendes. And James Bay. And Imagine Dragons. <laughs> and more. <laughs> and so in doing all this research, mm-hmm. so the best part of this is kind of bringing it back to the front of what it was, was mm-hmm. follow your favorite producers. It's essentially going to lead you to new music. Yeah. James, or um, Joel Little, led me to new music. Did he? He did. So he led me to an artist named Noah Khan. Okay. And that's what I've been listening to, like, all week now. Really? And it's it's right up my alley to the point where I literally had one mm-hmm. Noah Khan song saved in my songs in Spotify. Mm-hmm. But it's one of the things, like, you, you didn't look at who yeah. was who wrote it, who's singing it. It's just like, oh, I like that tune, save, I'll come mm-hmm. back to it later. And then I was like, wait, that's him. And so I've been listening to his album that he released not too long ago, like okay. earlier this year, called Busy Head hmm. quite a bit. And I mean, that's just the beauty of this is it it led me to where I wanted to go, which was new music that I'm essentially guaranteed to like. Yeah, if you follow your favorite producer, you're going to like it. I mean... There are a few that we named that, like, kind of, like, take left turns here and there. But, like, it's still good. Like, I wasn't... Like, I like Ariana Grande, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I love her. But Matt Squire produced Yours Truly, which was one of her albums that I enjoyed. Right. And then also she he produced, like, All Time Low. Like, how do you fathom that? I don't it's know. It's just crazy, the, the range that these people have. To have the talent that they do just blows my freaking yeah. mind. Like, the masterminds behind your favorite music aren't, like, don't get me wrong, they're they're the artists, they're the ones singing, they're the ones playing guitar, they're the ones on the drums, on the bass, but the people behind that, like, deserve way more credit, in my opinion, than we even realize. Yeah. I mean, you don't realize it. Yeah. I have it for so long. But like, we are just, here. We're here now. Now we've learned the errors of our ways we now stand our favorite producers matt squire mike green mike crossy tim pagnotta <laughs> um also one last one andre 3000 oh my god <laughs> so as we start the podcast a few times outcast andre 3000 also is a huge producer he did take care by drake he did oh, if shit. i did if i die tonight by lil wayne he did a Kesha Is that the same album. as If I Died in Your Arms Tonight? <laughs> Close. <laughs> he also did a big one for me, Channel Orange by Frank Ocean. Oh my god. Um, and Why, how have we not talked about Frank Ocean on this podcast? There's a lot of people we just haven't unpacked yet. We got suitcases at the door to unpack, okay? Man, this house is full <laughs> to the brim with suitcases. Um, but funny thing is, Andre 3000 is just like a bizarre man. And in the best way. Yeah, but we love that. He was like spotted seeing playing a fiddle around New York City at, like, (laughs) random, like, open mics. So, but great one. (laughs) We love that. So we stand our favorite producers. And our favorite producer of all time, Jack (laughs) Antonoff. (laughs) Mr. Jack Antonoff. He's still at the top of the list for me. Sorry, ladies and gents. (laughs) I will say, I will, I got Jack. Matt's, uh, I can tell that Matt is your number two. Matt Squire, for various reasons. Thank you, Matt Squire, again. Hope you're listening. <laughs> um, but yeah, like my best advice from now on to anybody who asks me to listen to music is now to find your favorite favorite album from any of your artists right now, find out who the producer is, and go to those other artists. Because 
you're gonna get the same quality you're gonna get the same like everything yeah and if you feel like there's no new music that you like there's a billion artists that like you know don't necessarily put out music anymore Mm -hmm. that you haven't discovered yet that your favorite producer probably made. Exactly. So do uh, a quick Google search. Do your Sam due diligence. Do your Sam due diligence. <laughs> TM. <laughs> <laughs> wow, can't wait to, wait to name the podcast Sam due diligence. Wow, I can't wait to... Oh my god, that is the name of the episode. It's, it's done. Sam due diligence. Hi, Sam due. We love you. Hi, Sam due. You're an angel. <laughs> um, But yeah, it's it's really refreshing to know that we can do that. We now have the knowledge. We do. Of that and can do that to better ourselves and to better the better the listeners or listeners of this pod. We're here to educate you <laughs> and we hope we have done that today. I think we truly have because this will open so I promise you it will open so many new doors to music you never thought you would listen to. Promise. Agreed. So, how about like we can't go up from here like we have explored some of the best producers ever in our music taste oh so in doing all this research Mm -hmm. I was talking to my dad on the phone and I asked him I said I have a I have an odd question for you (laughs) he's like shoot and I was like do you have a favorite music producer because you know old people sometimes know (laughs) I should ask my dad that too and I listened to a lot of oldies growing up with him. My parents are old. It's fine. And he told me that his... The only one that he really knew, the, that he really liked, is Todd Rundgren. Okay. You would know his music if you heard him, mm-hmm. but it wasn't... He was an artist on his own. Okay. He didn't produce his own records. Todd Rundgren produced for the... I don't know if you know him. His name is Meatloaf. I know Meatloaf. <laughs> My dad goddamn loves some Meatloaf, both the musical and the food variety. Oh my gosh. And he was like, yeah, I think he produced Meatloaf's last couple albums. They're really good. <laughs> so my dad's favorite producer is Todd Rundgren. <laughs> I bet my dad would have the... Not, he wouldn't like Tom Rundgren. I bet he would love whoever produces Led Zeppelin, all of those. Yeah. Well, genre. I bet it's the same. You know, we kind of have... What, what we've looked up and talked about today is kind of today's producers. Yeah. Not, I bet there was a kind of three, four, five that did all of the same things back in the day. I mean, if you give me two seconds, I'll do a quick Google search of yeah, Led Zeppelin's. I, I don't know. I love Led Zeppelin. Um, they're just somebody who is such quality. Um, so let's find out who they're... Oh, Jimmy Page. Duh. Jimmy Page is part of Led Zeppelin. He's the founder mm. of them. I wonder if he produced all of their records. Or any anyone else's. Jimmy Page, yep. Makes sense. I wonder if that was a thing, like, people just made their own records. No, because... I mean, so many small artists mm-hmm. nowadays produce their own records. Love, to be specific. Love, L-A-U-V. Love, Paris yeah, and Rain. Know. Yeah. Max Schneider. Max. Sorry. <laughs> Maggie Rogers. Mm-hmm. Maggie Rogers. Lord. Lord. Executive producing their own records. Alicia Keys does a lot of producing. She does, yeah. Love that for her. We love... I don't know. This Hozier th- produces his own album. Did Hozier? Or are you saying he did? Yeah, I'm saying he did. I know he had other producers, but yeah, he did. I mean, he's the... Executive. If you're listed first, then you're the... You first. Yeah. Love Hozier. I mean, I I think it's... 
if you have a smaller artist, they probably don't necessarily have the resources to have three, four, five producers. Right. But when you're an artist that's this big, you mm-hmm. need other opinions. Oh, it's for sure. It's stupid to do it on your own. Yeah, that's You want to make a well-rounded album, get someone else's opinion. <laughs> yeah. So executive produce, hell yeah, but get someone else's opinion on there. Yeah. Wow. We love that. This was a great chat. This was. It was very exciting for us. It was. <laughs> I really enjoyed talking about producers, and I hope we've opened up your world but that too (laughs) too. what what's your song of the week said liz my song of the week so i just kind of talked about him a little bit his name's noah khan okay so album is called busy head Mm -hmm. and i've been listening to this one song a lot that was which was the one that i had saved like a couple Mm -hmm. weeks ago already and then when i realized it was him i was like okay now we're gonna listen to it until we hate it (laughs) And it's called False Confidence. Okay. Um, it's just really good. The whole album, I think, is... It's really good. It's mm-hmm. not a super long one. It's ten songs. But she good. She and good. I already tried to look up tour dates. And, of course, he's not coming to Florida because who would? Big surprise. Big surprise. But I'm, I'm, here, for, I'm here for Noah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll take a look. I hope you do. I will. Well. What's yours? You gonna try and do two again? I'm not gonna do two again. Okay, good. Um, my song of the week is "Cherry Wine," the live version, um, by Hozier. Um, I, I've recently, within I would say like the last six months, have been start like starting to listen to Hozier, and I, I could li- I think I said this to you earlier in the day. I could listen to him and fall asleep every day of my life for the rest of my life. I would agree. He did that Subway Spotify. Yes, in the I know series. what you're talking about. And that man's voice just echoes and it's hauntingly beautiful. It gets into your soul and shakes it up, rattles it, and then puts it to sleep. <laughs> and I oh, wow. Is that like that to me that's what Hozier is. Like he's like Talk to Friend of the Pod Rachel. She's a big Hozier really? fan. Oh, yeah. Me freaking too. Like I cannot um, something, like, I, his new album, I just can't, I don't, like, I, Wasteland, baby! Wasteland, baby! Um, but I do want to bring this up, the Florida Music Man, mu- <laughs> Florida Man Music Festival was announced today, and the 1975 is coming. They're headlining! Ooh. Not the same as a, uh, actual 1975 show, but... We'll take it! We'll take it. We already had <laughs> tickets to go see them in Tampa at the festival that they're headlining in Tampa. So we're just going to see them twice, which is fine. I've never seen them once, so I'll take twice in a week. Really? I might. That still blows my mind. I know. I feel like I keep forgetting. It's okay. You know, have I told you the story about Friend of the Pod, Lauren, yes. missing the 1975 show? Yes, we need to get Lauren on to tell we that do, story. We do, because I still don't think that she's seen them. <laughs> Since... Oh, wait, she didn't see him that time. No, right. she got kicked out of the show. <laughs> yeah. Poor Lulu. Oh. Hold on, is it... She? I mean, she might be in town, because both the shows are near Thanksgiving, are they not? They are, yeah. I'm certain I, that she would come home for Thanksgiving. I think the Tampa one is the Sunday. Sunday before Thanksgiving? After? It's the 28th, I think it's after. Wait, hold on, we're going to do... Well, the one in Orlando is... The day after Thanksgiving, then. Okay, so then it's the following. Hold on. Let's make sure that that's accurate. We'll that's see. not accurate. It's not accurate? No, I... it's the week before. Okay. 
Well, wow. we'll get the 1975 twice in a week. That's A-okay. A-okay with us. Um, shout it's out two to... Days, like, two days apart. Shout out to FM1019 for, you know... Shout out to our local... Bringing them out. We love that. Speaking of local things, don't forget to do your vinyl challenge this month. Woo-woo! We're counting down the days. Still haven't done it. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there when you guys get there. Maybe I'll go on Saturday. I don't think I have plans during the day on Saturday. Let me come with. We'll do an adventure. Please do. Do you want to go to the new records shop? I want to go to both. Both? Or you mean three? All three. Trace. Okay. <laughs> That's what I thought. Anyway, well, it's been fun. It's been real fun. Go listen to your local producers. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been Real Friends. Real Friends <laughs> Composure <laughs> by Mike Green. By Mike Green. <laughs> anyway. Wow. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Vinyl Variety Pod. Be sure to let us know who your favorite music producers are. I expect a full report back from each and every one of you by this time next week whenever we release this <laughs> podcast your podcast is now free we just want to know you know is it the same as the ones that we talked about yeah let us know if they overlap because it's really not overlap